Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, welcome in. It's week seven. The Texans are headed to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. First time playing at Allegiant Stadium. Both teams coming off a bye. We're going to go behind enemy sidelines and find out what this Raiders team is all about. But first... Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, I had a chance to catch up with my good friend, Eddie Pascal, team reporter for the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, the Raiders made a bunch of splashy moves this offseason, but... They're sitting at one and four. They've got a new head coach, new general manager, a lot of changes in that building, and a lot of expectations on that team as well. So we saw what happened right before the bye. They lost to Kansas City, primetime football. Devontae Adams just lost his cool at the end of the game. We thought that he might be headed for suspension. Looks like the league is not going to rule on anything until the legal part of that lawsuit where he pushed a photographer until that settled. So Devontae Adams looks to be suited up for this game on Sunday against the Texans. And for the Texans, they may get a few players back either off IR. Um, Brevin Jordan, who's from Las Vegas, he could be playing as well. He's missed three games with injury. So it should be an interesting matchup. And one of these teams is going to have two wins by the end of it. So both of them looking to build on something. And the Texans, obviously, they had their first win right before the bye. They'd like to keep that win streak going with a win at Vegas as well. So let's get right into it right here on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. We're going behind enemy sidelines with Eddie Pascal, team reporter for the Las Vegas Raiders. Eddie, both of these teams coming off a bye. How's the week been so far for the Raiders as they try to reset and get back on a winning streak, much like the Texans? Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, it's great to see you again. I know yeah, that we're we're doing the audio-only world, but it's great to see you via the Zoom again. But uh, we were talking about this earlier today where it's kind of interesting. You don't see two teams coming off the bye at the same time, then playing each other the following week. Right. Uh, so like you said, the Texans coming off the bye, the Raiders coming off the bye. I'm a firm believer, and I'm sure you are too, in whenever the bye comes, it comes at the absolutely perfect time, whether it's week six, whether it's week 18, whatever it is, right? It always comes at the perfect time. Uh, and I think for the Raiders, it came at the perfect time uh, as we sit here at one and four. Uh, a bit of a surprising start, I think is fair to say, for the silver and black in 2022. But uh, optimism is high still. I think that, that Coach Josh McDaniels has done a fantastic job of staying really even keel, uh, preaching the message. Uh, he talks about the marathon a lot. And so, yeah, I think obviously everyone here in this building is excited to get back to, uh, get back to work and then play a football game again on Sunday. I mean, I disagree. I think week six is really early. I, I wasn't even that tired yet, but you know, we'll see. I'm going to talk to you, Eddie, like come week like 15 and ask you if you still wanted a week six bye. But I digress. I want to ask about the one and four record because it's all four losses for the Raiders have been by one score. Obviously, we saw the, the Kansas City game. They've put up the numbers offensively, but what do you think has been the biggest issues for the Raiders through these first five games? Man, I mean, you know, we were talking about a lot last week, and I think obviously coming into this week a little bit too, and we were like, well, how would you kind of describe this start for the Raiders in 2022? Understanding we're only five games into it, but I think the perf- the word that keep coming to mind or that kept coming to mind was was just surprising. Uh, a surprising start, one, in the sense that the team was one and four. Uh, I think this is a team that came in with a lot of expectations, and you and I both know that expectations really mean nothing 
in the NFL, nor should they. But I think the other part of it, too, is that it was just surprising how close all these games have been in the early going for the Raiders. Uh, you know, every single game they've played, like you said, a one-possession game, a game that could have gone either way, a game that comes down to one play here, one play there, and you're talking about a completely different record in the early goings for the Raiders. And, and it's just been... Uh, you know, just been an interesting start to the year. I mean, I think one thing that is, that is really clear, uh, the talent is there for the 2022 Raiders. There's no doubt about that. Uh, to your point, the team has had no issue putting up points. I think when they've got down into the red zone, that's where things have gotten a little funky at times. But uh, between, 20, between the 20s, the Raiders have done a fantastic job moving the ball. Uh, I think obviously you want to turn a lot of those field goals into touchdowns is something that over the past couple of years has really kind of plagued this team. But I think, like I said, even at 1-4, and four, I think optimism is high. I think that there's still a, a great sense of belief in that locker room. And like, hey, we obviously didn't have the type of start that we wanted to. But like you just said, there is a lot of football to play with after this early bye week. I want to ask you about Devontae Adams because that was the blockbuster signing this offseason. And, you know, the Raiders obviously get a bit of good news that it looks like he won't be suspended for this week six game, which is kind of what we thought things were headed when a police report was filed against him. We saw obviously what happened um, with him pushing the photographer at the end of the Kansas City game. But how would you assess just what he's meant to this offense? I know it, things haven't gone the way that maybe he or Derek Carr have wanted them to go but just as far as his fit in this offense and how much they've been able to like rely on a on a weapon like him and and what it means that he will be there for this game i mean this, this dude's good right i think that like to put it really really simply like he is an incredible football player and i think for us it's been a lot of fun since he got here and obviously you know through training camp and the early start of the season um you watch him in practice you watch him in a game and you're like yo like this guy is is very much the real deal and you know uh, you know people outside of us can rank you know say where he ranks he's the top top receiver the top two top three whatever he's an incredible football player uh you look at his resume he has done some incredible things in this league and he's meant a lot to this Raiders offense in the early goings of 2022 and there's no surprise there for, I think from the fan base and anyone in this building I mean you you see what he's done like I said historically and what he can mean to this offense going forward he's a stud uh, I think that you know, at this point, I think we're starting to see really over the past two weeks, him and Derek Carr getting a little more comfortable with each other. And, and both of them, to their credit, have said, you know, since Jump Street, since Devontae got here, yeah, like, we played a lot of football together in college. Like, yes, we're super tight off the field, but it's going to take a little bit of time for adjust to, to adjust to playing in the NFL together. So I really think, like I said, over the past couple of weeks, we've kind of seen that that maturation of that relationship on the field. It feels like they're turning a corner. Uh, and I mean, simply put, Devontae is one of the best at what he does in the NFL. And, and any team that he's on, any offense that he's on is a lot better. All right, Derek Carr entering year nine. He was signed to a contract extension this offseason. What have you thought about him so far? Eight touchdowns, but four interceptions. How much of a concern are there turnovers for him? And, and what's his transition been like under Josh McDaniels? Yeah, I think, like I said, Derek, you know, Derek, to his credit, is always in, incredibly candid and incredibly, you know, truthful and, and you know, well, you know, outspoken about, you know, kind of where he is with everything. And, and, and he said, look, like, it's, it's going to take a while to get Josh's offense. It's an incredibly complex offense. Josh McDaniels is saying the same thing. But I really think that you, you look at what Derek has done, what Derek has meant for this team, this organization for, you know, the past nearly a decade. One thing that is constant with Derek is it feels like whatever is thrown at him on the field, off the field, 
good, bad, somewhere in between. Like he's a guy who's going to stay right here in the middle. He's a guy that's going to captain this offense, uh, get them up and down the field, and get them where they need to go. Now we were talking about some of the red zone. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say issues, but some of the red zone shortcomings we've had in the early going. Uh, and I think him and him and Josh McDaniels be the first to say like we have to be better in the red zone. Uh, there hasn't really been much of an issue. Like I said, moving the ball between the twenties, and he has a lot of fantastic weapons. Josh Jacobs is playing out of his mind right now, which I think helps everything on the offensive side of the football. But uh, I think that you know Derek is just getting more comfortable. And like I said, that relationship with him and Devontae on the field, the understanding of, hey, yeah, we balled out of Fresno State and we did some awesome things a decade ago. Like, this is different now. And I think that you see Derek getting more comfortable with Devontae. And I also think you see Derek getting a lot more comfortable with what Josh McDaniels is asking him to do. All right, let's talk about Josh McDaniels because he takes over as head coach. And you and I both know when there's new head coach in charge, they sort of put their own stamp on the team and bring their own personality into the locker room. How would you sort of describe what that's like with Josh McDaniels in charge? Yeah, I think the two things that, that really come to mind when you talk about Josh is, and I think Dave Ziegler, you can kind of lump into this uh, this conversation as well, the new general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. I think attention to detail, uh, The and it's, I know it's such a cliche in the NFL, but I think we've really seen since they got here now, gosh, call it nine months ago, whatever it's been, a really, you know, top to bottom organizationally, attention to the little things, the understanding that, hey, yes, we, we want to go out there and, and play and, and ball out on Sunday and win a lot of football games, but it really has to start in the during the offseason program. It's got to start during training camp, understanding that we have to do things our way, do it the right way, understand why we're doing it, and then do it repeatedly. And so I think that attention to detail is one thing that really stands out. And then just the, the value that this front office has put on versatility, guys that can do a lot of things. I mean, you look at the offensive line, I think it's a perfect place to kind of start that conversation where Dylan Parham, who's the Raiders' first pick uh, of the 2022 NFL draft, uh, since they got rid of a few picks to go get Devontae, is a guy that we've heard from day one, a dude who can do a lot of different things, can move around on that offensive line. And we've seen it already in 2022. And so I think that the understanding of how much that this, like I said, this front office values versatility uh, is something that's really stood out to us. And, and I think finally, Dave Ziegler's talked about this a lot and, and Josh has echoed, echoed him for sure. He goes, you know, we're constantly evaluating the process. We're constant, uh, constantly evaluating how we do things. And we're, the goal is to always get better and to not stay static uh, and to understand that the, the process is a living, breathing organism, much like the roster is. So uh, I think for me, you know, like I said, nine months into this, uh, it's been a, a really positive start for those guys. I know I'm sure that they wish they had a little more wins at this uh, point in the season, but I think that the the foundation that they're building is really bright. And I think if you're a fan of the Silver and Black, you have to be uh, really optimistic and, and positive about where this where this ship is going. All right. Well, one of the findings that Ziegler did this offseason on defense, Chandler Jones, bringing him in for that pass rush. But Max Crosby's putting up some impressive Oof. sack numbers so far. So what can you tell us about that pass rush duo uh, of Jones and, and Crosby together, what they're able to do? Yeah, I mean, Max is just, you know, similar to Josh Jacobs. Like, Max is playing out of his mind right now. And I think that they're, you know the nature of the beast and you've done this a long time just like i have where you there's kind of an assumption where a guy gets paid right the direct deposit hits and oh maybe he's a different kind of dude blah 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 where's the production going to go and max has been quite the opposite and, and i've told this story a couple times where the the day that max came in to sign his extension uh, and we didn't know that he was going to sign that the extension that day uh, i had to be here early for something so i like rolled in at like 6 45 and there was a car behind me at the security line and it was max crosby who was getting a workout in literally three four hours before he signed this big dog, big money extension. And I think that that just kind of is encapsulates Max in a nutshell, like who he is, what he stands for. Uh, he's now a proud dad, had a, had a little baby during the bye week. Um, and so he's just, you know, like I said, he's, he's playing out of his mind. Uh, you know, Chandler Jones, 
one of the big kind of free agent signings that the Raiders brought in. Uh, and the sack numbers haven't been there, right? I think that anyone who has access to the internet and can look up stats can see that. But I think similar to Devontae and, and Derek kind of turning that corner, it feels like really over these past two, you know, two and a half games for Chandler, the pressures are increasing. Uh, I think he's kind of finding his footing in Patrick Graham's defense and understanding what the expectation is for him, uh, what he needs to do, how he needs to do it. Uh, and I think that if we can get Max and Chandler rocking at the same time, like this defensive line has a chance to do some uh, some pretty impressive things come game day. You mentioned Josh Jacobs back-to-back games with 100 yards rushing. So, uh, you know, I believe he's top three. The The Raiders are top three, or he's top three in rushing yards. What, what makes that ground game so effective with Jacobs there? Man, I mean, he is just, you know, for lack of a better term, like he is just playing, he's playing out of his mind. I mean, it, we have back-to-back games now of him setting career highs. Uh, the guy is just, uh, you know, runs incredibly hard. I think has some underrated vision, uh, a little more slippery than you would think. Like, obviously he doesn't really kind of have that like home run type speed air quotes, but he's a dude who just finds a way to gain yards after contact. Like he's running angry, like all those, all those cliches we hear on the networks every day. Like that is exactly what he's doing. And I think what, when Josh is running the way that he's running, it just opens up this entire offense, right? It gives Derek a little more room to operate. It gives the offensive line uh, more confidence to say, hey, like we, we can, we're in a rhythm, we're in a groove. Uh, they're able to do their thing. Uh, it gives Devontae more chance to go make plays one-on-one. So I think Josh Jacobs really over the first five weeks of this season has really been the catalyst for what this team wants to do offensively. Uh, and for good reason, Derek and Devontae are going to get a lot of, they're gonna, people are going to talk about them a lot. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. But like, really, like I said, at this point, as we sit here in, in mid-October, uh, Josh Josh Jacobs has really been the engine that makes this thing rock and roll. All right, Eddie. I mean, I knew you when you were with Oakland, and now you're there in Vegas. So what's the transition been like? You had a couple of seasons under your belt playing yeah. at you know, Allegiant Stadium. But what's it like for the players and for the staff living in Vegas? I mean, does it eventually get old? Do you just sort of ignore that there's all this other fun stuff happening outside of work? How, how is that? Well, I'm listen, I'm like the worst guy to ask. Like, I'm an old man. So, like, I'm in bed at like 9 30 every night. Like, if I'm up at 10 on a weekend, like something's gone terribly wrong. Yeah, exactly. So, like, in that sense, like I'm very I'm very well suited to life here in the desert. Uh, but no, I mean it's been it's been a lot of fun. it's been um, you know, I tell people all the time Nevada's been really, really good as this organization has been really good to my me and my family. Like it has been uh, I think with any move, with any transition, there's always kind of that that level of fear of like, well, what's it going to be like? You know, I obviously didn't spend a ton of time in here, or excuse me, a ton of time here in Vegas outside of work stuff. So you have to figure out, hey, what grocery store do I go to? Where am I going to get my dry cleaning done? Things like that. But I think one thing that I've, I've really been pleasantly surprised about, especially coming from the Bay Area, is like just this sense of community that's here in Southern Nevada, especially in, in Las Vegas. You know, it's obviously a, a smaller city than, than where we came from in, in Oakland and San Francisco and, and the East Bay, but there's just such a sense of, of community, there's such a sense of civic pride here. Uh, and I think that that's been really cool for us to kind of watch, kind not, not from afar, but that first year during the COVID season where we were all staying in our house and we didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. But now as we're kind of reemerging in, in, a, in a pretty substantial way, just to kind of see, like I said, this community, what this team, this organization means to the people here, uh, the Golden Knights, the Aces too as well. Like it, it's been really, really fun to kind of embark on this journey. And, and like I said, the, this, the great state of Nevada has been very good to us so far. And uh, and I can't to see can't wait to see what else we got coming down. It's been kind of fun watching Las Vegas turn into an NFL town. I, I've yeah, been, for sure. Been a lot of fun to watch. Eddie, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. And thank you. Great stuff from Eddie Pascal. Josh Jacobs is actually 
Second in the AFC behind Nick Chubb. Third in the NFL in rushing yards with one less game because Texans and Raiders among the first teams to have a bye this early in the season. So very interesting to see how that shakes out. They've got a high-powered offense. I know Derek Carr's thrown a lot of interceptions, but that ground game really keeps things going and, like Eddie said, really opens things up. So I know Nick Casario talked about it at his a press conference right before the bye about Josh McDaniels and how he's just such a talented play caller. And it'll be interesting to see him in that new role when we face the Raiders on Sunday. So 3.05 kick, 3.05 central time. We'll have the pregame show at 2.05 central time. Be sure to check it out. Also, game is on CBS and Sports Radio 610. So that's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.